0: Chuck and Julie bringing you the truth, straight up.
1: I'm Julie Haynes,
2: an Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver-area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage, as parents for over ten years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment, live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on the Chuck and Julie Show. Well, welcome to Party Friday, Chuck and Julie Grassroots Show, Truth Straight Up. Brought to you by oh, the show.
1: Brought to you by Mountain West Wellness, Advanced Acupuncture, and Chinese Medicine. Um, I hope everybody had a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and we're going to jump straight to it. You know, right into it. You always think this time of year nothing really happens; it's kind of boring, not a lot going on. Then boom, Lauren, Lauren Boebert throws some hand grenades the big around. Girl. Yeah, and it's not, I think, going as well as she expected. If you haven't, and I want to, I'll go ahead and bring you in now. Am um, Ash F, Ash in America, who lives in CD four, on to talk about it. for a thrilled.
2: I mean, you can see the confetti behind her celebrating.
0: Ash, hey, thank yeah. you for your time. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year, guys. Um, yeah, super thrilled. Uh, not, not, not at all thrilled. There's a, there's a lot to unpack about this um, and the CD4 race broadly. But thanks for having me.
1: Yes. Okay. So just in case people haven't heard, because I know people are actually busy celebrating and holidaying and things like this. Um, hangover hang, and, and sleeping in. Um, Lauren Bobert announced, um, for the sake of America. She is not going to seek reelection in CD3, where she's facing a tough battle, obviously, from both the establishment candidate and then Adam Frisch, who's raised, I think she has 1.4 million on hand. He's got like 8.6 million. The Democrats have really targeted this. So thank God to save the citizens of Colorado and the free world.
2: She's leaving her ex-husband and taking her children down to Douglas County (laughs) to to live in CD4 sometime.
1: She will now seek the GOP nomination in CD4. Now, Dave Williams has expressed, which I think is the fact that he's expressing it publicly, I think shows that he is definitely not a fan saying, okay, well, this maybe will cost us a seat in CD3, three, three. right? And could well cost us, I mean, something in CD4. We have plenty of great candidates there. He's like, why doesn't she stay and fight? You don't abandon your constituents like that. Um, and I know that we've heard that, you know, phones of, how do I said leadership people on the Western Slope have been ringing off the hook with people saying, what the frick? Right. And then they feel abandoned. They're mad. But Ash, you're in CD4.
0: Are the CD4 people thrilled about this? Haven't haven't heard anyone that's thrilled about this move. So CD4 is massive. Yeah. It's almost half the state. A right. very diverse, uh, you know, set of communities comprise CD four from the Eastern Plains to you know Castle Rock and Douglas County. Um, there's a lot of people here. We can't find a a candidate. There's not a candidate that lives in CD four that's better positioned to represent um, the voters here. But what I find most um, offensive about this is the entitlement. Right. Warren Boebert feels entitled to a, a seat. Right. In Colorado. And she can't win her own seat, which I actually think that her withdrawing from CD three makes it much more win- winnable for Republicans. Um, but she can't win her own seat. So for the yeah. sake of America, she's going to come try to represent those of us in CD four. It feels ill timed, but it really feels driven by entitlement. And I find that super gross.
1: Well, and it seems like my guess would be she did one of the criticisms she had. And I mean, I've been a Lauren Boebert supporter, although she's done some things we don't like. But I mean, her constituents complained she abandoned them there. I mean, I don't think well, the intentional
3: well, to, it, no,
1: to represent anyone. She just wants to go to Congress.
2: Well, one of the truth she said until um, she's ensconced in, in CD4 and becomes a representative, she'll be representing hard and fast CD3 people. Two. Uh, and and no no not two just oh. she's going to be representing CD three people which is going to be kind of strange because she's going to be the representative from uh, CD three until January twentieth of twenty twenty five and it's a long time so she'll spend all her time down in CD four campaigning I assume <laughs> while giving constituent services to everyone in CD three wow well, that I- won't be easy.
1: And, and, Ash, you had a great tweet. And, and I saw that and immediately texted you and said, Can you come on your show? So you, you, because you pointed out, so she concedes she doesn't think she can get enough people to vote for her in CD3 to win. And she's like, Do you think the people in the voters in CD4 are more stupid or something that we're going to be bamboozled? We lower by standards. Yeah. You guys have lower standards there. I mean, well, it's I insulting. think
2: everybody's recognized The people in the Eastern Plain have, have a certain affinity uh, to female gropers they've always known to be pro female gropers and no. and and so she she fits in well in the 3rd congressional the 4th congressional district
1: you know no. here's here's my what what I thought too about it is i think on one hand you're right that it does Make it a little bit more possible that a Republican win can win in CD3. But the problem is, is what Republican, right? Laura, you know, Laura yeah. Bolbert has been, for the most part, uh, you know, an America First, a mega kind of uh, Congresswoman, right? Not always. But the person who is running, who was now likely to be the Republican nominee, unless somebody else jumps in, is Jeff Hurd, who's an establishment rhino. So to me,
2: uh, he's one of the most exciting corporate lawyers in America. <laughs> I mean, if you've seen his campaign go to his website, pure energy, pure <laughs> excitement. He's a serious candidate for serious people. He's kind of a Liz Cheney type, serious person. For serious people,
1: what do you think of this? What Lauren Boebert's doing all the way around is letting the grassroots people who got her to the dance. She's letting them down.
0: Yeah, I, I think so. But I think what Lauren Boebert is doing all around is what's in the best interest of Lauren Boebert, and not what's in the best interest of voters in CD three or CD four. Right.
1: Well, and here's the thing, too. If I'm CD four, I mean CD four has a ton of candidates. Um, we've got Jerry Sonnenberg, who's an establishment guy. We've got um, Ted Harvey, who's a, a grassroots he's, guy.
2: He's a good guy. He's a good, a good guy. guy. You've got Trent
1: Lysy, who's very much a MAGA guy. You've got Deborah Flora, I think, who's kind of somewhere in between. I mean, mm-hmm. there.
2: It, and you have got Richard Buckley Hortoff. Right, Um, And so, you know, you're looking right right there to, uh, you know. I
0: didn't know that Holtorf had entered the race.
1: Yes. And so what's interesting to me about the race is obviously some of these candidates we like better than others. But if Mm -hmm. you're a voter in CD4, you've got some pretty decent choices out there uh, and a wide range Mm -hmm. of choice. And for Lauren Boebert to say, I'm going to (laughs) just... Drop myself in there, parachute in. To me, it's like, what about those other candidates, right? Who've been working hard, campaigning, raising money? It's like, well, look,
2: you know, once you leave your husband, eh, what do those people matter? You know, Mm -hmm. I dump him. I'm going to dump you. It all works. Well,
0: again, I feel like she's she feels entitled to a seat, and she doesn't think she can get the seat that she has, so she's going to try and take the CD4 seat. Look, there's a lot of candidates in this race and um, there's a lot of considerations, but I think CD4 is so big and we already have so many candidates to choose from. We don't need somebody else to move here to <laughs> campaign here and take the seat. I also want to remind people of the 2022 primary process for the CD4 seat, right? Ken Buck was up for re-election, yeah. right. went to a floor, went, went to the uh, the the caucus and assembly, and was beat out by an unknown floor nomination in Bob Lewis. And he the barely people, made the, the voters, yeah. right? The voters of CD four are ready for change from the same old, same old. And like it or not, Lauren Boebert and and Ken Buck are allies. Yeah, um, they they have been in a lot of ways. I you know I I could speculate that there has been some you know canceling out of each other's votes on popular, um, you know, or or contentious, I should say, legislation in Washington, D.C. That'll be coming up in my next column in Glendale Cherry Creek. Uh, (laughs) But as as we look at where are the voters versus where are the candidates that are being put before the voters and, you know, where where are we heading from a from a CD4 and from a Colorado Republican Party standpoint, there still is this divide between the America first faction, which I would argue is the largest portion of the Republican party and a lot of the middle unaffiliated voters like, like me that, you know, aren't in the party are in the America first camp and the establishment status quo, happy to be the minority party in the state Republican faction. And I think we have a good in CD four right now. We have a good uh, view of both of those. Now I did um, have the opportunity to talk to Deb Flora last wow. night in a Twitter space, her and Trent Lisey both. And um, I asked her, you know, given what happened in 2022, you went straight through assembly, didn't petition on. And, you know, in, in her campaign for Senate, like every other Senate candidate that, put, that went through assembly, right. except for Ron Hanks, she didn't make the ballot. So I asked her if she was going to be going through just assembly this time, or if she was going to be petitioning on as well. She told me that she um, believes in assembly as the way to access the ballot, but you never know what's going to happen in that process. And it can get a little wonky. That's my word, not hers. So they are, her campaign is still looking at whether or not to go both routes to just pursue um, caucus and assembly or uh, to do both. Uh, She said they haven't made a decision yet.
2: Well, Uh, I'll give them a clue since they don't seem to know. Um, They changed the rules. So that if you don't go through assembly, the Republican Party can endorse and back the person who do good through the assembly. So it's a practical matter, even if you're planning just to just to, uh, you know, do one, you're going to do both. So, you know, I'll, I'll save him some. some
0: oh, you think uh, you time. should
1: do both because if you don't. Yeah.
0: OK. Even without the rule change, I think you should do both. We saw okay. the clickers. We right. all lived through yeah. the 2022 clickers, <laughs> right, where it was nobody knows who won. The, yeah, were, <laughs> Nobody knows the totals of those races because that was such an absolute disaster. The petition is the way that you back it up. I, I, I would love to go to a pure caucus process, yes. right? right, but we're not there. And no. so as, until we're there, you've got to you've got to shore it up if you want to have a serious shot. Well, it would be
1: curious to see. It would be very interesting to see, like, you know, you look at how Ken Buck did. And I think Lauren Boebert has not been winning herself a lot of friends these well, days.
2: Backing uh, for Speaker of the House. Right. And,
1: and then voting for the FISA extension, all that kind of stuff. It'd be curious to see if she goes through the assembly process, you know, mm-hmm. and what might happen there too. um all will. Um, yeah, it, I just think to me, it just is a grassroots person, an America first person. So Lauren Boebert, she should have stayed in CD3 and fought right and she mm-hmm. should have gone back to the people who got her there in the first place the principles the things she stood for that got her there in the first place and then we would have a grassroots cuz i think she might have been able to win right now i'm guessing she probably has internal polling that made that not likely but on the other but i mean we would have had a grassroots candidate from cd3 for sure and very possibly a grassroots candidate then come out of cd4 as it turns out now who knows we may end we may lose the seat altogether in cd3 and i think it increases the likelihood that we get, you know, because the vote will be split that we're gonna get a, you know a, an establishment candidate out of CD4. So again, I go back to my thing. What she's really done here is screwed the grassroots, which which is her base really.
0: Yeah. I I mean I, I think so the reaction to this announcement has been really I mean my I mean my reaction was immediate. Right. Uh if you're running if you're running to be my congresswoman you know, welcome to the party, because I'm going to be, you know, tough on every single person that's in this (laughs) race. And I think that everybody, it's not just, you know, the journalism factor, right? It's everybody should be vetting their own Congress people with the same level of rigor that a journalist would vet them with. They're going, you're, you're paying their salary to go represent your interests in Washington, D.C. And I think part of the thing that's so frustrating, um, you know, for me anyway, is it's, it, it always, we get to the election year. And we revert back to we've just got to fill a but we've got to fill the seat with a warm body that has an R next to there. Right.
1: Name. Oh yeah, unity. Unit you know, yeah. Right.
2: Well, oh, so up, up, up in the up
1: you know, and
2: it's all unity now. <laughs>
1: they they yeah. tried to destroy Lauren Bo, but they're campaigning against her. And now you know they're gonna tell us we all have to unify behind Jeff Hurd, right? It's and, like, and you, I
2: had a little push back, uh, Ash on you saying you heard nobody. Who was for Lauren Boebert moving to CD four? I was listening to Jimmy Sannenberger today on on uh, seven ten.
0: I don't uh, listen to him, so I still didn't hear him.
2: Yeah, well, you know, he was he was filling in.
0: He did because somebody texted us and said, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Well, he was he was filling in for George Red Flag Rockler. Um, and and he was he attacked the Divine Rhino Watch, which I thought was great. i uh-huh.
1: see um,
2: And and he he said, oh my god, this is the greatest thing ever uh she'll only have to take a small percentage to get get the uh, necessary votes and he he was thrilled which which tells you um, that the Anschutz vote is very happy that Jeff Hurd is left on his own to be to the Anschutz representative if if uh Lamborn isn't enough for Phil.
1: Well, and it's going to be... It, it, yeah, tell me your thoughts. I would think, though, immediate, I mean, Lauren Bobert again, compared to the Democrat in CD3, who has like $8.6 million on hand, Lauren has $1.4 million cash on hand, which I'm going to bet is perhaps more than all of the other candidates Levin. put together, cash on hand. So financially, she's going to jump to the top of the line. Name recognition, which might be a plus or a minus, depending, but <laughs> she's got that. I would think she might become a front runner. Um, but, but I don't know. There's a lot of poll. time. are
2: not going to do Depending
0: polls. on what metric.
2: Yeah. yeah. They're, okay. They're, uh, and, and you have to realize, in, in CD4, since the Democrats are not going to have candidates that matter, um, all the unaffiliated will vote in CD4. So who are they going to vote for? And that's really, you know, will they do a Lauren Bobert? Will they do a, um, I don't know, Licey? I mean, who, who, it's in, and I want to recount my, my favorite fundraiser of all time. And I brought that up on the show. So Julie and I uh, went to Ted Trimper's house, Ted, the leading Democratic guy, Blue Plain, Colorado, uh, but he his, his
1: partner Raj,
2: his, his partner Raj, who we liked a lot, produced by the
1: show.
2: He's on the Gut Gutfield oh. show now. Um, just a great guy. So he wanted to raise money for Lauren Bobert. So there at at that fundraiser was, uh, of course, Lauren Bobert, uh, but also there was Ken Buck, um, and Ken Buck bought brought Liz Cheney. So I got to talk to Liz Cheney <laughs> for about a half an hour, and Peter Boyle's is there. And I kept on urging Peter to talk to Liz. Ch- I won't do it. I won't talk to Liz Cheney. Said, okay. Oh, come on, go do it. Be a man. But he wouldn't do it. But it was a, it was a most eclectic crowd for a fundraiser I ever saw. <laughs> well, and also there was Ken Buck's new book. So are, you,
0: are you telling me that Liz Cheney was at a fundraiser for Lauren Boebert? Yes. Yep. 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 And
2: and so was so was Ted's uh, aide de camp, a woman who was who was. Uh, Ken Buck's State. girlfriend then, um, so it, it it was it was one bizarre little fundraiser, it was fun. and it was a lot of fun. Well,
1: this, this is a lot, I think, about what happened. And Jim, we'll get to your comment here in a second. To Lauren Bobert, though, and her constituents, so we went to that fundraiser, and they were happy to have us, right? Well, yeah,
2: they'll take our money, sure.
1: Then they took our money. Mm -hmm. And then then when she was running for re-election, obviously we were on the list. We got invited to another fundraiser. And this one had like a $5,000 per person minimum before they would even tell you where it was. You had to give them a check. So for us, it would have been 10. So so she went within two years from being, I love everybody. I want to represent everybody. You know, I'm happy to come talk to you and meet you too. You don't even get in the door. I don't even tell you where the door is unless you give me $10,000. And it's kind of like- Okay, I need this to say that's we did what's not. what's wrong
0: with politics. Right. We well, said, go
1: ahead. I was going to say, well, I was just going to read Jim Jackson saying Lauren Bobert is the only Colorado candidate who embraces the MAGA agenda on the national stage. And that's true, Jim. That's absolutely true. Um,
2: but she could do it from CD3. She could do it from
1: CD3. And there CD4. are other
2: candidates from CD4 who could do it.
1: Right. Um, so
2: we'd have two. Yeah, we'd have two instead of Jeff Hurd who's going to be. No. man. Uh, Doug Lamborn doubled or tripled. Um, and, and the trouble is, once you give an Anschutz candidate a congressional seat, then they take all the money and then spend it against the grassroots in Colorado, because that's what they'll do. They'll absolutely spend all that. That's what Kaufman's people do. They just spend all the money to trash grassroots people in Colorado. So electing Jeff Hurd will, in fact, hurt Colorado. It may help nationally, but it'll hurt hurt Colorado. So it's, it's just amazing. I must admit, uh, after Lauren Boebert got elected and we left, uh, under great circumstances, at seven ten, you know her, her staff would not return phone calls. It was just they had radio silence. And when all of us who were behind the opt out asked for her support, radio silence. Um, so she's she's uh, we've been supporters of her, but but there are limits, not, uh, yeah, with with caveats. And one caveat is you stay where you're. <laughs> will you reside for her.
0: Right, and so that's my like, you know, soft pushback to the audience member is embraces the maga agenda, sure in rhetoric. But yeah. when it comes time to say, "Hey, we're going to close the primary," and I'm going to stand on this and say that Republican right. voters in Colorado actually get to vote for Republican right. candidates, radio silence when it mm. comes time to have you know to stand up with tina peters or to stand up for election yes. integrity yes. radio silence yeah right and so there's there's you know the, the the rhetoric is great right i mean she's a little shrill for me but the the rhetoric for you know gun on the hip she's adorable on the stage it's you know it, it, it's great optics there's great marketing potential there yes. but we've now seen her for two terms in office term and a half in office. And I, I'm, I'm not particularly impressed. I don't see strong policies, prescriptions. I don't see America versus Coloradans having their. Yes. Uh, interests represented. Well, she's not, she's not helping them. Right. right. It,
1: it's it's just sort of on. Well, here's the thing, too, that I'm just going to bring up. It's like, you know, we laugh because our friend Ted Trimple, who's a Democrat sort of Soros strategist, every time like something to come up and it's like a Republican idea. And Ted's like, oh, that that's a good idea. We're like, OK, bad idea. That's a bad <laughs> idea. Right. So now Jimmy Sangenberger and the Antutas Establishment Rhino crowd hate Lauren Boebert, right? right. So all right. of a sudden, now that Lauren Boebert isn't running in CD three, but she's running in CD four, they love her. Uh-huh. I mean, that makes me suspicious, and that makes me wonder two things: Is there a deal being made someplace? You give us a Rhino Always. in CD three, you promise to be a Rhino in CD four, and we'll bring you in. Or are they? Do they have a secret plan to turn around and trash her in CD four as well, and put all of their money behind, say, a Jerry Sonnenberg or, or whoever?
2: Deborah Flora. Deborah or whoever. What did you eh. think after the tweeting? Well, never I mean, what do
1: you think of that? I mean, I would, the fact that I mean, I, Jimmy Sangenberger, this is maybe, well, I'm just going to say it. If he's for it, that means that I'm probably against it. Right. And so mm-hmm. all of a sudden now they love Lauren Boebert. And I just would, if I were as a voter in CD4, I'd be asking myself, why do all these people who've hated her for years suddenly
0: love her? Right. I'd
1: just be yeah. suspicious.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm naturally suspicious and skeptical of anything that the the parties are doing and i th- i think there's always a deal yeah. Uh, yeah particularly in in colorado local politics there's always a deal and so that wouldn't surprise me at all um but chuck what did you ask me about deb well deb,
2: you know oh. we knew deb over at um, 710 and I, she's always pleasant nice likable mm-hmm. her husband's a super great guy um uh, but what our politics are it's been always a little vague to me. Um, and I wonder what your reaction after being on the Twitter one was.
0: Yeah. So I asked her about her policies. I asked her what she thought the most important policies were to CD4 voters. She has great message. So first of all, I think she has a very impressive background. Yes. Um, so for the, you know, if, if you're not all wrapped up in, you know, the 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 nuance and the, you know, like we are, and you're just looking from a, you know, you're just kind of looking black and white on paper, about these candidates. I think she's one of the most impre- impressive in the field. I also thought she was impressive when she ran for Senate. She is a little vague on the details, right, Chuck, like you said. And so pressed on that, uh, a lot about, um, you know, schools and education and bringing right. uh, school boards back to the kids. That's a big passion area for hers. Right. Where she got tripped up was when she was asked about um, January 6th, and yes. fighting for January Sixers, yes. not a strong answer at all. I don't even remember what she said because it was it, it was kind of she was walking out the door of the Twitter space. It was the last thing she was asked. And quick answer, not a lot of substance. The other thing that was really interesting was she spent, she you know, said, I live in CD4. I'm here fighting for CD4. As she was walking out the door, she mentioned um, school boards again and mentioned her kids in the Cherry Creek School District, which I think is in CD6. So I'm not sure how far ex- how far it extends. So yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not so maybe yeah, it, it was just that was something that was like, oh, that's interesting. I don't know what school her kids went to. I would never say what school right. her kids went to. I'm not. It's just something that was like, oh, that's interesting. And you know, people have homes all over the place, and right. you know, can can be in in different places, at, places. at once. And I would well, never demonize any parent school, for sending their kids no, no, to any school could, they, they they're, wanted they're, to. Because so
2: because I have it in Glendale, you also can live outside of the Cherry Creek. School District and get into the Cherry right. Creek School district.
0: Oh, sure. A yeah. lot of kids yeah.
2: do. But 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 that that is a uh, talking point that the other candidates ought to talk up a lot, that our kids go to the Cherry mm-hmm. Creek schools. Because we spent, I spent an entire summer trying to rally everyone along with a great crew of people who were on the road all the time at the best time ever, kind of road, road warriors. For uh, the
1: opt-out.
2: For the opt-out, talking to all the county heads all the way through eastern Colorado, and, you know, I've never had any reason to be in eastern Colorado and going to Kansas or going back east or something. And it's it's like the Depression. It's like 1930s. It is an incredibly mm-hmm. depressed place. And those voters hate Denver, and they hate anything close to Denver. Um, so if Deborah Flora thinks she's going to wow them um, with, with her glam and everything else, she's going to get a huge shock. And the fact that her kids go to Cherry Creek schools, um, now that'll help in that part of Douglas County uh, and Castle Rock, that that but all the rest of the county, uh, those people they'll hate her, uh, and they hate with yeah. with a kind of depression era hate because it, the only positive business in eastern Colorado these days is selling pot to Kansas people who yeah. go across the border. That's the one growth industry in the entire yeah. eastern yeah. half of the state.
0: Yeah, well, I, I think I think it's a great point. And look, I um. I I don't, if she, you know, made a decision to send her kids to a school outside of the district, I don't begrudge anybody that. I believe in school choice. I believe you can place your kids wherever you want. I'll also say, you guys know me. I don't endorse candidates, but I'll tell you based on the field right now and the credentials of the, you know, the people in the race and what I've heard so far, she's in my top two. And so, you know, I I, I I do do find her to be an impressive candidate. I do think that she has most of the America First messaging down. Well, well, I think that there's some pretty big have, things that are missing, though. Oh,
2: she does not have most of the MAGA, America First. She, yeah.
0: She's
2: very strong in education. And strong in immigration. Strong in immigration, but boy, I can tell you, she is not a MAGA person. <laughs> and that she's on your top two is a little shocking because to me, wow. the, the top two uh, who are MAGA people and are clearly MAGA people are Ted Harvey and, and Trent Lisey. Those are true yeah. MAGA people. Um, and, and, uh, some of the rest of Jerry Sonnenberg, Buckwheat, uh, Deborah, they're, they're tweeners. They're tweeners.
0: <laughs> well, she, I would put her a tweener. The others are, the others are, well, either way. But yeah. I think All right. I, so top three, then I'll say, and I'll tell you what I like, Chuck, I okay. like that she understands bureaucracy and she has a message towards dismantling it. That yes. to me is a very positive that that's what we need. It's what right. we need. And, DC, she's, and, 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 and nobody else has is is talking about that's very well, what, important do, what what
2: bureaucracy is she, she going to get rid of as a congresswoman
0: well
1: not we, funding we, them i mean I, i've heard her talk to she talks about you know cutting the funding but hey listen i, we, I why not you know, so i don't want to get bogged down in a,
0: right, I do. in a, well, well, let's ask some more questions there Call, text me chuck we can keep right. we can keep arguing <laughs>
1: All of this goes to the point in, in CD4, there are plenty of candidates to choose from. From a, It's not like, you know, you you have all just MAG or you have all this establishment. There is a wide range of candidates to choose from. And so why Lauren Boebert decides to abandon CD3, which needs her to inject herself into this race where she's not needed, as you said, admittedly, Agreed. just so she can get elected I just kind of say I kind of hope the voters of CD four are kind of like you. It's like, what do you think we have lower standards? Uh, We don't, you know.
0: I I think most of the voters are. It's where that's the overwhelming sentiment. Can I address one thing to uh, to Jacob in the chat? He says, as I emailed yesterday, I think Griswold changed her mind and put Trump back on the ballot because Griswold is afraid that voters will find that that she has malice against Trump and will be sued after she leaves office. This is a bit of theater that's going around that I think is really interesting. The the The, the deadline to finalize the ballot is today, December 29th. It's always been today, December 29th. It's been today since she published the calendar a year ago. And it was, uh, I've, I've been reporting that she had to make a decision about the ballot by today since you know november when this case was was getting started there's now this theater that she somehow changed her mind because oh. they the the supreme court stayed the ruling until january 4th and her deadline is today she would actually be in violation of a court order if she didn't yeah. put right. trump on I, the ballot yeah, right now I, that's and what I, my I,
1: understanding is yeah. too she didn't have any choice about it because she's certainly gone around on MSNBC trashing it and we're going to talk about this when we're done because you know again yeah. I, I mean people know as you know we support Dave Williams but what a brilliant move it turns out to be on his part to appeal it right because that gave the Trump people time mm-hmm. yeah. and since he appealed it, that that's why she had no yeah. choice uh, you know but to put her on the ballot and like you said she'd be in violation of a quarter apparently right. that doesn't bother secretaries of state that much <laughs> right. anymore but still but- no. Right. And then he he right. asked,
0: how about Maine? I, I do think that Maine is way far out of bounds. But what I like about Maine is that it pressures the Supreme Court to deal with the question of insurrection. It is all about the question of insurrection. And now that the Maine Secretary of State has taken unilateral decision based on that finding of insurrection, it puts more pressure on the Supreme Court, the U.S. Supreme Court, to actually deal with that. And I like that.
2: What would, what would give Supreme Court the greatest uh, thrill for them is for some Republican state to throw Biden off. Then they get to show. Then they get to show. No, we're not pro Trump. We're not pro Biden. Honestly, that's the best thing.
1: Texas does it right because then the Supreme Court just say, oh, not just Trump supporters.
2: Yeah, we'll have a tough time getting through the Texas House. But uh, as a practical matter, the best thing could happen for the Supreme Court as far as their own uh prestige is for biden to be thrown off and for them to say no 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 you can't just can be, be
1: willy-nilly we're not
2: pro-trump we're not pro-biden we uh, we're pro we're
1: pro-america we're pro-america hey ash listen well, we'll let you go oh go ahead finish finish your
0: thought i was just going to say the 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 question before the supreme court is the question of the 14th amendment but it is also the findings of insurrection that have stood now from the trial court and through the Colorado Supreme Court. The record of the land in Colorado through the highest court in our state is that Trump committed an insurrection and that yes. is now being used as, you know, as a basis a, a, for a, states right. like Maine. And exactly. so that has to be dealt with. The 14th Amendment question also impacts a lot more than President Trump, as we've talked about before, impacts anybody that swore an oath. If, if the finding of insurrection is allowed to stand without that, the due process of that, right. but allowed to stand based on the political work product of the January 6th committee, um, we're in a lot of tr- trouble In this country. And a lot of people that swore an oath that went to January 6th and anything else they call insurrection going forward um, are going to have their rights limited.
2: Well, uh, you know, the courts um, can find whatever they want to on whatever grounds. One easy ground would be uh, the 14th Amendment isn't self-executing. Only Congress can do it. If you, then you don't, then don't have you to touch not. anything else. You know, just because if Congress does it, then all these other people who want to throw people off the ballot couldn't do it it's either. Just
1: our hearts broken by Supreme Court. But before. so just to say,
2: you know, this is not a self-effectuating statute. Only so. Congress can 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 enforce it. That would get rid of all the problems. They won't have to find <laughs> with these interaction or not.
1: Ah. We'll see. Hey, listen, Ash, we will let you Good. go. Thank you for your tomorrow. We've got thank dogs you, barking. Guys. Happy New Year to yeah, you. Say
2: bye to Happy bye, New Oscar. Year.
1: Always a pleasure. Thanks, Good guys, year. so much. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Ash app, Ash in America there. Check her out on Substack. And Jacob is saying, Ash, I like guests who respond to me. Okay, so we've got a ton of stuff but here. And we're going to get into the main, because Jim Jackson is making points. And Jim, so Jim is saying Bobert was on ban this morning, saying shut the government down to stop aid to Ukraine, not closing the border. Who else has done that? No continuing resolution. Um. And And I agree with you, Jim. I'm just saying she should be doing that in CD3, right? The congressional, she should be staying and fighting for her spot in CD3, which I think she could win And because we need her there, right? And then let's get somebody else in C D4. Ken, Harvey,
2: also do Ken Harvey, Trent Lycey, they'd have the exact same opinion.
1: E- exactly. And so we could, you know, we could have two grassroots candidates. And and I think Lauren's just like, hey, look, you know, I just want to take the easy way out, so I'm going to run in C D four. Whether it works or not remains to be seen. Now I want to talk about the main thing and what's going on. And, and again, In case you missed it. So Donald Trump is back on the ballot. And Jacob, I think the reason is, as Ash explained, he's back on the ballot because Dave Williams and the Colorado Republican Party um, entered the case way back when um, and um, saying that, hey, look, they're taking—excuse me—away Colorado's right to vote. Um, so they're part of the part; they're part—they're a party to the case, right? Yes. And so they filed an appeal. The Trump campaign has yet to file an appeal, but today was sort of Jenna Griswold's deadline. Um, and so by Dave but, Williams entering the case and but filing that an appeal, correct?
2: The way the ruling from the Colorado Supreme Court was, he's on the ballot. Uh, as long as an appeal is filed, he is on the ballot until a decision is made by her. So if, if uh, Janet Grizzle wanted to just throw him off, notwithstanding a court order telling her to leave him on the ballot, you know, it took no courage, no anything. I mean, Right, it, it, and it she just, could still wrong. go
1: trash him. Yeah, and I mean, and it's not just a district court order, it's a call of a Supreme Court order. Yeah. So yeah. that would be... I, I, you know, I she think he gets zero credit. No, but, but what it does do, as Ash said, is having found that there was an insurrection, everyone else can use it. But Dave was on and he did a great job. I want, so I want to play some sound here. Dave Williams is on Fox and Friends this morning, bright and early, explaining this whole thing. And again, I think it just underscores once again when you have some grassroots leadership, because have no doubt, Christy Burton Brown and the establishment people would have not entered in this race, right? They'd be happy to have Trump off the ballot. Um, and so it is with the, the growing grassroots influence that it, that is making a difference. So if we could please play Thomas the Dave Williams soundbite.
3: It's absolutely hypocrisy, but I also
2: think it's an act of desperation. I think they're afraid that Donald Trump is going to win against Joe Biden. So by hook or by crook, they're doing whatever they can to stop him. That's why I'm encouraging everyone, visit our website and help us join the fight. It's cologop.org. You'll get more information and you can help us. Uh, be on the front lines protecting your right across the country to support Donald Trump.
3: Uh, So understanding the timeline here, uh, the ballots are printed here the first week of January and you said they go out in February for the primary. If sometime between Donald Trump staying on the ballot and being printed and the primary itself, if for some reason the Supreme Court takes this up and upholds the Colorado Supreme Court's decision, where does that leave your party going into an election cycle? And also, do you support Vivek Ramaswamy and some of the others are or, or calling on the others to take themselves off the ballot if Donald Trump isn't on it?
2: Yeah, I think what Vivek is uh, doing is commendable. I, I think all candidates should band together because this is bigger than Donald Trump. This is about our right to vote. Uh, and choose the candidates we want. If, if the Supreme Court upholds this, I think it's a constitutional crisis in the making. It's going to create chaos all over the country. Uh, but what we would do if they uphold it is we're going to go ahead and pivot away from a presidential primary and go to a caucus system hmm. so that we can still nominate the candidate
0: that we want to nominate. Well, I'm sure you had no idea that you would be spending the week between Christmas yeah. and New Year's appealing to the Supreme Court. But that's where we find ourselves today.
3: Dave Williams, thank you so much for joining us.
1: And then after that you got a call from Donald Trump. President Trump called. We didn't talk to he didn't call us to tell us what he said but
2: but well, I mean Dave is doing so good. I mean I mean when did you ever hear um any of uh, KVB on national television maybe she made it once. Uh but Dave is doing just fantastic and I love I love how we got to say, hey, give us some money.
1: That's right. Uh, and the Charlene is saying, Dave Williams is a man. I'm glad I donated to the effort. We yeah. do, too. And let's go back up here. Um, from Charlene, they're just throwing mud at the wall. It seems the Matrix media is creating a full, re- re- full fake reality out of desperation. And from Jacob Buckleby on MSNBC, um, Charlene, wondering if Bobert upset the remaining Koch brother. That's hard to tell. And then, Jacob, bet you if SCOTUS rules not in favor of Trump, then Griswold will change the ballot after the deadline. I'm not sure what all can go. I know Charlene says Trump you can just call to, oh, so
2: no. You can do the same thing as they do when people are dead. They kind of go, okay, the ballot's printed, but we don't count your well, votes.
1: If, if, we, if we do that, what they'll do is I'll just send it to the Democrats, and then they'll vote. Well, they'll,
2: you know, they'll just say it doesn't count.
1: You know, so do. But what they did in Maine is really atrocious. So in Maine, the Secretary of State, who is not elected the way they are in Colorado, right, it's, it's essentially appointed by the legislature. So the legislature votes, but it's just the legislature votes. And so she's a Democrat. And this is what why George Soros is funding all of these kinds of so positions. Oh, so I mean, you know, you're like, why does George Soros, he doesn't even enter in the oh. presidential race because he can do this kind of stuff yeah. to keep people from even getting on the ballot in the first place. So the secretary of state of Maine, Sheena Bellows, and I'm just going to say something, and this is catty, but oh. have you noticed all of these very liberal secretaries of state are these kind of wide eyed, bad haircut Middle-aged women they always
2: part their hair in the middle. If you see somebody with the hair parted in the middle, I mean, yours yeah. not in the middle. It's it's that official, you know, lib cut in the middle thing. I'm sure there's some hairstyles that are cut in the middle that that look great, but but there's somehow. That that, they, that they
1: look don't have they have bad have. hair and
2: that Karen and, uh, the Karen hairstyle. You
1: know, they uh, if you were to say which one of these are Karen's and which are yes, states, yes. it would obviously say that's just an aside. But so it's, she, it's
2: a really important point she, for all of
1: you. Well, so you could tell, don't vote for somebody. She um unilaterally on her own decided that there was an insurrection and she on her own, just one person, and then none an unelected person ruled that Donald Trump cannot be on the ballot if in you read Maine.
3: The,
2: you know, it's a it's you know, fifteen pages or something. But but she says, this is not a court of law. This is an Administrative uh, Procedures Act, APA. And therefore, I don't have to do rules of evidence. I don't do anything else. I can accept the January 6th report or anything else. I won't well, do I, oh, you, I,
1: I can just say it. Hey. Well, and even CNN had to admit that, like, this was based on nothing. Thomas, if we could, this is a CNN legal analyst talking about the decision. If we could please play the CNN soundbite.
3: Is, were the processes, were these hearings... Fair? Did they comport with due process? And I think there's a question there with regard to what Maine did, because if you look at the hearing, and she details this in the in the ruling, they heard from one fact witness, a law professor. She based her ruling on a lot of documents, but also YouTube clips, news reports, things that would never passed the bar in normal court. She's not a lawyer, by the way. It's a smartly written decision, clearly consulted with lawyers, but this is an unelected. She's chosen by the state legislature. She's elected by the Chosen state by the, chosen, elected by the legislature, but not democratically elected, not a knock. That's just the way it's set up in Maine. And this hearing, look, it doesn't have to be a criminal trial. We don't have to have all the protections. But I think the argument you'll hear from opponents is, one, not up to the states to do this. This is why we have all different decisions from all different states. And two, the procedures were not up to snuff.
1: Yeah, to say the least, it's like, so she was looking at her son's TikTok video and there they like, said, so I mean, that's it's just ridiculous. But it is as ridiculous as it is. It is even more alarming that this is, and make no mistake, this is an orchestrated effort by these lawfare organizations. When you look at the funding of Crew, the people who filed the- Well, complaint the, your- the
2: people who are suing Ash F.
1: Right, exactly I mean it is all well-funded Democrat operatives and they know they can't beat Donald Trump at the at the election in a fair and free election so they're trying to do everything they can to keep him off the ballot and they don't even care anymore that that, that it's violating everybody's rights right they don't I mean so you have one person in Maine based on basically nothing say I've determined that Donald Trump can't be on the ballot um I'm saying I hope they do this in Texas I hope they you know that they take joe biden off the ballot because republicans have to quit playing by the rules that are outdated no one is playing by those rules anymore right the democrats aren't so they
2: never did too.
1: well but they're not even pretending now right well, they're used to pretend they're now. not i mean if i were a, a red state secretary of state i would be like i myself have determined that joe biden committed treason but by having opened, opened the, the board, border which is a was, lot
2: more of a realistic truth right which so, so what's I'm, your proof i just turned it on the tv truth.
1: Now, but here's my prediction. They won't. No, of course they not. Won't. They're
2: always, you know. Well,
1: and keep in mind, because many of them in power dislike Donald Trump as much as the Democrats do, maybe even well, more. Well,
2: Democrats, and they have always in Colorado, the Colorado Secretaries of State, which were the only sec- elected Secretaries of State from, oh, God, 1963, 1959, 1959 up to 2019. And they are all, you know. Republicans. Republicans. And they were all kind of establishment rhino. We have
1: the gold standard, Chuck. That's that's right, oh, that, we have the gold standard. Yeah. But Tulsi Gabbard did a good job addressing this. If we could please play the Tulsi Gabbard soundbite.
3: I think it's really important, Pete, for every single American who's seeing this news alert popping up to recognize how dangerous this is. You have a Secretary of State who is a known partisan, who is known to be against Trump. She supported the impeachment of Trump, single-handedly making this decision, to say the former president cannot be on the ballot, taking away our right as voters in this country to decide who we want to serve as our next president and commander-in-chief. You take away the party labels, you take away the names of Trump versus Biden. Recognize how dangerous this is, where if this is allowed to stand, one person, one person gets to take away the voices and the rights of every single American to engage in our democratic process. That is literally what is at stake here. So whether people like Trump or don't like Trump or like Biden, don't like Biden, that's not the point here. If you're a Democrat or Republican, now is the time that we as Americans must stand up for our democratic process in this country and our right and our voices to decide our future.
2: I I wish Chelsea Gabbard had a sense of humor. I've never seen her practice smile. (laughs) But she's right, though. No, she's very good. She's attractive. She's intelligent. But she is humorless. I mean, she is humorless.
1: Right. And then from Charlene, Jenna Ellis shaming the conservative women's calendar, LOL. And and let's see. Oh, so this is from Jacob. That Congressman Jordan subpoenas Soros and asks Soros, why are you trying to get Trump off the ballot? We should. Yeah, when Jordan threatened Soros with a subpoena earlier, the Clarence Thomas investigation was dropped. Oh, that's an interesting idea. Um, Well, yeah, the Hunter Biden thing is going to get worse. But I think this is their... Their, their their battle plan right it's strategic on all fronts um they're fighting him in criminal court cases that they know they can in New York and places like that right they're you know,
3: civil civil they're York civil,
1: York civil cases yeah over completely stupid stuff
2: he's <laughs> so a whole Atlanta.
1: There is a hope, I think, that if you could, if they could get him convicted on one thing, that might just turn enough people yeah, off, right, or right. it would give more secretaries of state more ammunition, yeah, he's right? A
2: convicted felon, we he's can't a, have he's that. A
1: convicted, whatever. In the meantime, again, the Republicans and, and the and the red states have to have to fight back. I mean, it, it's not coincidence that this happened in Colorado. It's not coincidence that this happened in Maine. They weren't just sitting there over coffee one day, and the Maine secretary of state said, "I think I could do that too." No, this is planned. And the Republicans, and again, what we're facing is, as Ash said, there is that, that ongoing divide between the grassroots, the populist, the America First Wing, and then the establishment Rhino Wing. And the problem is too many of those in power, dis, on the Republican side, dislike Trump just as much.
2: I do have to amend my, my thing because Leo has said he's going to look at it for women with their hair part of the <laughs> it It is to, to get it down a little closer. It's women in the part of the part of the middle head and then it's flat. It's got to be flat. You know, it's not. It can't be. you Got hair. And then you got lots of that. It's that flat look that that um, tells you you're Karen.
1: And then, oh, Jacob, Jacob had sent me, and I didn't have time to listen to all Jacob, but from, but Jesse, um, in the Fracco story from Jesse Kelly, um, Jesse mentioned that even back then the communists stuffed the ballot box. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Democrats have taken that to new to new heights. I I will say that. So it's going to be. I mean, we thought it was going to be a boring week between. You know, who knows? <laughs> but you know, and sooner or later.
2: Well, now we got the New I Year coming think, up. Tuesday. This
1: was my idea.
2: This is your that, idea. That personal, my idea come personal idea. from the brain. idea
1: that, the, that Texas needs a kick Biden off the ballot because then that's a in fact point.
2: In fact, that would take a lot. So they need some Secretary of State somewhere. They just say, oh, yeah, I throw Biden.
1: Right. And just do it. Yeah,
2: do it. No, 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 no. <laughs> don't go do to the legislature, the governor.
1: I hear it. Press yeah. Yeah. one day. Right. I mean, right. that's what Bain did, right? Memorial.
2: Right. Well, right. She had a one day.
1: Oh, well, all right. I, I maybe you could hear a law professor Zoom. Yeah, exactly. It's like, so you could or just watch some YouTube clips yeah. for Pete's six. You could do that, you know, I don't know, while you're getting ready in the morning. Yeah, why not? And, and say, I, I heard the evidence while I was getting dressed this morning so on That's the one thing
2: that would give the Supreme Court the greatest cover, if you want that ruling for trump
1: yes oh and then charlene says yes they do have a certain look they do you can well look at the judge in the denver case right you're like I- I- I-. all right hey uh, it, it being uh, party you're censoring prun- yourself like- all right I'm, sh- I'm shut up Julie.
2: Julie, shut up
1: well i don't like when women attack other women but but, but you can
2: attack men with with free
1: uh- <laughs> <laughs> oh please oh
2: please
1: yeah videotape uh, uh. it being party friday um, you know, one of the things that's interesting, I did see a statistic that there are more since August, there have been more illegal immigrants entering the country than babies born to American mothers. I'm sure. You know, that's and true. that's because one of the things I always. And is, half
2: of those are illegals anyway. Not,
1: yeah, really. Yeah. You have to count. Um, and, and the reason is, is one of the things the left also wants to do is destroy the American family sure. because it's one of the things that makes this country great. Right. Um, and as we've talked about before, and you particularly, one of the things that is, that they attack is, is fatherhood. Um, and so I found You're this kidding. video. Um, mean, it's and I, I I don't have the whole. I didn't play the whole thing, but part of it. Just since it's Party Friday, a dad's life. This is a dad's life video. It's gonna go viral. Gonna. It's it's a song. Um. So Thomas, if we could please play the dad's life video.
3: Check me. Still rocking the docks, tall socks and Crocs. Got some gray in the go, call me Silver Fox. Got that ornamental turtle, stakes on the rubber. Ten years later, looking better than ever. I'm a middle class hustler When it comes to saving money, I'm a buster Keeping on a grip on that thermostat hey, shoot, When we leave the house, I'ma crank it up to 80 I don't spend the time on those name brands Spent the last 10 years in the same pants Got that meal plan, you know I'm saving the bunch Ground bagging for the fam every day for lunch Eat up! I turn a honeydew list into honey done. I can flip a half bat in a half day, son. I'm in the zone. I'm on my grind. And I only had to use YouTube for time. Dad life, dad life, button down plaid life. What you know about that burger flipping dad life? Tell jokes. It ain't a bad life. It's a life.
1: There you go. And then they had, they had, you took, you didn't like it, it didn't like it that it much. not funny. <laughs> that's the problem. The, it, was it was funny. Oh, it wasn't
2: funny. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. They make, make being a dad in America, and they have made it this way since the 1950s, as a very bland, awful life. And and they're doing that to both men and women so they don't ever get married. You don't could look at that and go, Oh, I want yeah, to be a dad. So
1: I think though it's they're showing dads have a sense of humor. Maybe okay, I'll try better next time. Sorry, Chuck, we'll run that. Um, finally, before we wrap up, we've got um I think Jacob um has put a link, the Jesse Kelly show, Unfiltered and Unapologetic. Um there's all kinds of stuff that he's got. I think okay. He's just telling everybody the link. Um, the above is a link, but I think the chat editor. Well, oh, no, I don't know. Okay, anyway. So, but let me just repeat it. I apologize. The Jesse Kelly Show, unfiltered and unapologetic. Um, so we'll, we'll check it out. I got to admit, I I have never listened to it, so we'll check oh, it out.
2: I assume it's a podcast and probably a good one.
1: Yep. And a uh, programming note: we are taking Monday off, so we'll along with we, you. Along with you. So this will be um. Will we play the show? You can catch all our shows at chuckandjulie.com. I want to say thank you to everybody on Zoom. 2023 has been a great year. It's been a really good year for us in a lot of ways, too. And thank (laughs) you. Chuck. Chuck. yes it has Chuck
2: <laughs> dying of heart medication can barely stand
1: <laughs> except for that all kinds
2: of ailments it's been a great year it's,
1: a great year. it's been a great year and I want to thank everybody out there for it especially the guys um, at BBS Radio Thomas and all of them they are one of the places that you can just count on to not censor things and to, oh, keep, to keep free speech. Oh, well, we're
2: so glad we signed on we have oh, to, Exactly. Thank to thank um, uh,
1: Thomas and Karen Catalina,
2: who, who told Bethany. us about they it. So.
1: Thank you, everybody. everybody.
2: Thank
1: you. Bye bye. As Rev and his friends say, we'll see you next year.
2: Upon <laughs> it,
3: Julie will say.